Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. Uh, season 2, episode 85 of What's Eating Kale. Totally not focused right now. <laughs> Sorry. Um, here in my neck of the woods, which is southeastern Wisconsin, big old winter storm. Got a couple inches overnight. Expecting another five to eight inches of snow today. <laughs> That's going to be pretty insane. Um, and then it's going to be super cold for the weekend. So here we are, right? Like it's, it's, it's really here. This is it. This is winter. Hitting winter, uh, what is it, January 9th, 2024? Not much of a winter in 2023. This winter, there wasn't much winter. I don't remember what last winter was like or last winter in 2023. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I, I loved days like today. Oh, and the night before, you'd go to bed, oh, God, please let it snow, let it snow. Let there be no school tomorrow. And... Um, I don't know if it's the same today because can you, I mean, do they just do virtual then? Do they just jump on a zoom and everybody just goes about their day? Um, I, I wondered that. I don't, I don't know. It'd be great. I, to me, there, there's some sort of life value in the snow day, right? I mean, and days that are too cold, like it's never too cold, but when it's too cold, when it's like, 40 below out or something like that. It's just, you know, there's some sort of, I don't know, you, I think kids should have that. I don't think we should just go, ah, just get on your computer and we'll sort of miss any days. You only get so many days to miss. If you miss more than that, we got to make them up in the summertime. Um, but there was something magical. When you're really young, it's like, I could build a fort. I could go sledding. I could, it's going to be like, it's just this magical day of play. You get a little bit older. It's like, I could watch MTV. I could play a video game. I could, you know, it was, uh, it's just, a, it's, I don't know. It's like this great, wonderful, unexpected break, which I would like to be able to do now. I'd like to, like if I had to go to, Lisa and I were just talking about this. You know, 10 years ago, if you were, you had to go to the office and that's where your office computer, your work computer was, you'd be off work today. Plus, you have to take care of your kids. They're off school. Um, but it's, today is no different for me than it'll be any other day. And for her, she's she works at home on Monday, so she's already got all her stuff here. So she's just working from home today. So, yeah, crazy. Uh, did you watch the Bucks game last night? Uh, I... Caught part of it, and it was so bad in the beginning that um, we turned it off. And I just said, you know, we can watch anything else. I, I don't want to sit and watch. They were down by like 30 points in the first quarter, second quarter, something like that. And um, so it, all the talk at the beginning of the game was about how bad the Bucks are doing. And they're not. They're, they have like the third best record in the NBA. But they aren't doing as well as expected. And they're losing games that they should, they just went on a road, this is where the panic is setting in. They went on a road trip and lost two of three. Um, so Giannis does this, a reporter asks him a question, he goes on this rant about, 
We all have to be better. It's on every one of us. He does a whole thing. And the thing that jumped out at everybody, you know, the equipment manager has to wash the the uniforms and, and get them as clean as possible. And when we rebound on offense, we have to, you know, like we can't, you know, it can't just always be a broken Bobby. And, you know, he just kind of goes through and he just kind of calls every single person out, uh, including coaches and himself and says, we, it's on us. We know how to do this. We need to do better. And then they go out and they lay an egg in the first half last night. So go to the second half. It's, they're down by 31 points. The game is off for us. We're watching something on TV. I'm watching and doing my family tree at the same time. And uh, I, when the, the show that we were watching is over, at least I, I said, can you throw the game back on? She goes, how bad do you think they're losing by now? And I said, I think they're winning. And she goes, yeah, whatever. We flip it back down there by, down by seven. <laughs> They'd come all the way back. Now they still ended up losing last night, but Valiant effort in the third quarter to, you know, quite frankly, if they'd only been down by 20, they would have won the game probably. Um, so it just sucks. And, you know, sometimes games will go like that. And Lisa and I were talking about that, and she said, well, you know, on any given Sunday, any football team can win. And I said, yeah, but that's a little bit different because, like, literally a drive or two can win a game like that because the other team can just be off and you can just, right, like you can drive or two. But in basketball, so many shots are taken, so many opportunities. There's so many opportunities. And the Bucks couldn't hit a shot to save their soul. And the Utah Jazz, who aren't that good, they're getting good, they're young, but they were hitting everything. And that's not, sometimes you just see that and you're like, okay, this isn't really on anybody. You can't just throw a ball up in the air and have it go in every time. You just, that's just not real. It's, that's fluky stuff. Now, granted, there's poor defense, I suppose you could call that. But I mean, they, they were under duress throwing up balls that were just should never have gone in and they go in. Taking weird bounces on the, on the, on the rim and they'd, they'd go in as, as opposed to the other end when we were shooting. That, that just didn't happen. Uh, so it was just one of those games. Um, but when you go a whole game like that, now, granted, they didn't. They had the third quarter, but it, uh, it's it's weird. It's like, whoa, that's some real bad juju right there. Um, I just think that other sports are different because they have fewer quote-unquote plays. But anyway, uh, that was the Bucks game last night. They were Now they got to play the Celtics, which... But at least they're in Milwaukee, I guess. That's, that's a good thing. Moving on to entertainment news. Interesting day today. And by the way, um, I neither have the time nor the inclination to put these in order of importance. Because I'm looking at this right now, and the first story I have is not what I think is the first story. And if I were to sit here and not rearrange my list ahead of time I, and try to just do it in order, like look down and do the third story first, and this, I would screw that up really bad. Um, and the reason I say that isn't because the first story isn't important. I'm just saying that there's a bigger story down the road, especially if you're from Wisconsin. Uh, but the first story today is CNN, uh, CNN News Central co-anchor Sarah Sidner uh, revealed on Monday that she's fighting stage three breast cancer, and she did this on the air. The reason I bring that up is because I, I've never had to, on the air, bring something up that was just super like, and I'm going to, I know we're going to have 
probably a couple of dogs dying in the next year or two. Um, and you know, maybe one of us gets sick or, a uh, a mom or dad gets sick or something. It's, it's going to happen. And I think of what these people go through when they say something like that to everyone. Um, and so Sarah, it goes in the air and she said, I'm that one in eight in my friend group. She's 51 years old. She said, I have never been sick a day in my life. I don't smoke. I rarely drink. Breast cancer does not run in my family, and yet here I am with stage three breast cancer. And she was getting choked up. It's hard to say that out loud, she said. And I'm like, well, I can't. I get it. Like, I could go without crying for almost anything, but if I start talking about it, I'm going to start crying. So good luck to her, and hopefully all it ends well. Um, sounds like she's got a pretty good plan, and um, the, that look is is fairly good. So uh, hopefully that does, that turns out for the best. Uh, Paul Giamatti uh, won Best Actor Award for his role in The Holdovers, and he celebrated like a normal, decent human being would. He went and grabbed a burger at In-N-Out Burger. Order fries. Went in sat by himself and ate in his tuxedo. <laughs> it's just the best. That is just the best. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just love that. Uh, I am going to switch up here. I am going to switch order of things because the one story I want to do last is, is probably worth doing last. Um, so next story, uh, we'll hit that thing just so you know that it's the next story. Um, Appleton, Wisconsin native and three-time Oscar-nominated Willem Dafoe received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Look at what a kid from Appleton can do. It's amazing. Give a nice shout-out to his wife, Giada. Um, three-time Oscar-nominated. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Uh, and, and I'm going to do a sports story, and then I'm going to come back to entertainment news. Uh, if you've ever wondered... Who'd win in a fight between a Wolverine and a Husky? We now know. The Wolverines killed the Huskies last night. In the, uh, I'm going to read this. I think this is the proper way to say this. The college football playoff national championship game. I don't like that. That doesn't flow. How about the college football national championship game? I don't know. Uh, I just, I don't, don't really, but anyway, the soon to be head, uh, NFL head coach, Jim Harbaugh, uh, his brother, John is already head coach, probably going to go to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, anyway, Jim and his team, uh, the Wolverines won handily 34 to 13. Um, I don't, I, I just, for whatever reason, I can't get into college football that much. I watch games, but not, I'm not glued. I, I don't know. Coaches and teams. I, I don't. I mean, I know teams. I don't know players. Um. So, at any rate, that's. I don't know why I can't get into that. I just can't. But I can't. Oh well. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel was back on the air for the first time uh, since the whole Aaron Rodgers thing kind of broke, and um, he had just a few things to say about that. Just a few. Uh, actually, he went on for about seven minutes on it. And uh, here's, I, I'm going to play you some clips 
they're they're pretty good. And I don't know how you feel about the whole Aaron Rodgers. Honestly, you know, he at times he's a weirdo, and I, some of that I'm okay with. I I didn't like what he did here when when he called Jimmy Kimmel basically that he was going to be on the Epstein list. I didn't, and then back to and then kind of kept supporting it. So I, I didn't really like that. That's not really giving somebody a hard time. I I just think that went a little bit too far. But here's Jimmy Kimmel on that last night. Very oh, this is the very opening of the show right here. Thank you for joining us on our, for our first show of um of 2024, which is already a crazy year, particularly for me. I, 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 did you hear this story about me and Aaron Rodgers, the former quarterback for the Packers? All right. So uh, what happened is he's a Jets quarterback now. He went on a show on ESPN, the Pat McAfee show, and out of the blue insinuated that I was nervous because the Jeffrey Epstein list was coming out. He said I was hoping it wouldn't and that he was going to pop a bottle of something to celebrate when he did. And then it did come out. And of course, my name wasn't on it. And isn't on it and won't ever be on. I don't know Jeffrey Epstein. I've never met Jeffrey Epstein. I'm not on a list. I was not on a plane or an island or anything ever. And I suggested that if Aaron wanted to make false and very damaging statements like that, that we should do it in court so he could share his proof with like a judge. Because, you know, when you hear a guy who won a Super Bowl and did all the State Farm commercials say something like this, a lot of people believe it. A lot of delusional people Honestly, believe I am meeting up with Tom Hanks and Oprah at Shakey's once a week to eat pizza and drink the blood of children. And I know. So, you know what I took from that is I really miss Shakey's. I, the, those fries that they, those potato wedges they have. Oh my God, those good. Uh, say what you will about their pizza, but that buffet, that lunch buffet that they had. Oh, I think I would meet up with Oprah and. Tom Hanks at that. Uh, he went on a little bit more uh, to talk about um, uh, to talk about the situation even more, and this is a little bit more of that conversation uh, about his monologue. Actually, his seven minute diatribe about Aaron Rodgers. He actually believes my name was going to be on Epstein's list, which is insane. Or the more likely scenario is he doesn't actually believe that. He just said it because he's mad at me for making fun of his top knot and his lies about being vaccinated. I get, he's particularly upset, I think, because I made fun of the fact that he floated this wacko idea that the UFO sightings that were in the news in February were being reported to distract us from the Epstein list. That was Aaron's theory that he shared, and I mocked. Well, let me show you the moment that so badly bruised Aaron's Thanksgiving Day parade-sized ego. Needless to say, all this UFO talk has the tinfoil hatters going wild, including Green Bay Whack Packer Aaron Rodgers, who offered this hot take on the Pat McAfee show. I, I believe that this has been going on for a long time. Interesting uh, timing on everything. There's a lot of other things going on in the world. Did you hear about the Epstein client list uh, about to be released, too? What's that? What are you talking about? There's some files that have, have some names on it that might be uh, getting released pretty soon. Oh. Oh. <laughs> might be time to revisit that concussion protocol, Aaron. <laughs> so he saw that, and maybe to retaliate, he decided to insinuate that I am a pedophile. This is how these nuts do it now. You don't like Trump? You're a pedophile. It's their go-to move, and it shows you how much they actually care about pedophilia. But here's the thing. I spent years doing sports. I've seen guys like him before. Aaron Rodgers has a very high opinion of himself. Because he had success on the football field, 
he believes himself to be an extraordinary being. He genuinely thinks that because God gave him the ability to throw a ball, he's smarter than everyone else. The idea that his brain is just average is unfathomable to him. We learned during COVID, somehow he knows more about science than scientists. A guy who went to community college, then got into Cal on a football scholarship and didn't graduate, someone who never spent a minute studying the human body is an expert in the field of immunology. He just put on a, he put on a magic helmet and he, that G made him a genius. It's, Aaron got two A's on his report card. They were both in the word Aaron, okay? <laughs> Yeah, there you have it. There you have it. Uh, he really blasted him and uh, lit into him for quite a while. Uh, definitely, I think that it's important to note that why can he make fun of Aaron when Aaron can't make fun of him? I think it's just important to note the the completely different. Um, I don't know, kind of setup and you know, Aaron Rodgers is insinuating that he's a pedophile. You know, Jimmy Kimmel is just calling him out for saying stupid stuff. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not. It's it, I don't know. One is giving somebody shit, and the other one is defaming them, in my opinion. But that's that's just me. Ah, uh, here we go. It's time for some celebrity birthdays. If you have a birthday of somebody you love, or even yourself, mail m a i l at kaleguin dot com. That's m a i l at c a l e g u i n dot com. Uh, lots of birthdays. I, I, by the way, I'm I'm modifying the list. Okay, why am I modifying the list? This is too long, and I think most of the people in those lists are not known all that well. And it's my choice. So, if you want a bigger birthday list, go online and find your own birthday list, I guess. Uh, okay, so singer Joan Baez is 83. Guitarist Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin, 80 years old. Still looks great, still can play a mean guitar. Uh, Singer-actor Buster Poindexter. David Johansson, 74 today. Crystal Gale is 73. I wonder if she still has that really long hair. Uh, Jack... uh, Jack... (laughs) Actor J.K. Simmons of The Closer and, of course, the Spider-Man movies uh, is... What is he? 69 today. By the way, have you seen him? He is absolutely ripped. Ripped, I tell you. Uh, David Costable of Billions and Breaking Bad is 57. Singer Steve Harrell of Smash Mouth would be 57 today, but unfortunately he died last September. Uh, Singer Dave Matthews of the Dave Matthews Band is 57. Uh, Singer Joey Lauren Adams, or I'm sorry, actor Joey Lauren Adams is uh, 56 today from Chasing Amy. Uh, Actor Dion Cole of Blackish is 53. Singer AJ McLean of Backstreet Boys is 46, and guitarist Drew Brown of One Republic is 40. And by the way, one of my favorite bands right there. All right, so that's what's eating kale today. I hope you have a good one. Uh, If you're in my neck of the woods or you're experiencing this big storm that's coming through, stay safe, but enjoy. And if you're a kid, I hope you have off work today, or off school, not work. Hope you're off school today. Enjoy. Until the next time, make it a good one.